Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. It's absolutely crucial that you have the Word of God solidified in your heart. As the rapture gets closer, the world will more and more turn against Christians. Only by knowing God's Word through study and memorization can you be prepared for the challenging times ahead. Commit to knowing God's Word in and out. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 10th, 2021. Today, I'm going to talk about how we can both identify and be on guard against those with evil motives and corrupt minds. And I think you would agree that we're living in a world today where evil is waxing worse and worse seemingly by the day. And actually today's teaching, as it has in the past, uh, is going to sort of tie in with the prophecy update, fill in a couple of blanks and maybe connect a couple of dots as it relates to when evil seems to prevail and prosper. But God, but God will always have the final word. And as we see evil in this day in which we live, it is important to remember that God sees all, knows all, and in the end will have the last word. So I want to talk about that second service and encourage you to join with us at that time. Also, before we get started, doubtless you've heard about what's happening with social media platforms. And it's actually why we sense that the Lord would have us to launch this prophecy website at jdfarag.org. So this is the go-to. We have the link below uh, there on YouTube, should anything happen. This is where you need to go. And everything will be there, and Lord willing, uh, will still be there. It's our domain, it's our website, so we can't be censored. So uh, if you haven't already, you might want to check it out. And those of you that have subscribed, we have many people who have, and uh, we appreciate your patience with us. You've not yet received a notification, but please know that you are subscribed, and we are planning, Lord willing, very soon to start sending out notifications. It might actually be sooner than later with the way everything is going. So, all right, let's get started. Uh, what a start to 2021, yeah? Oh my goodness. 
while what happened at the Capitol and what still could happen on or before the inauguration, I sense that the Lord would have me address the decision that everyone in the world is now faced with or will be faced with today. And as such, I want to answer the most often asked questions concerning what now seems to be decision time, as it were, specifically as it relates to the vaccine rollout, and what I would argue is the ensuing requirement to take it in order to travel, in order to work, and even in order to buy and sell. It's my hope that in so doing, we'll all have a much better understanding and be encouraged by virtue of what this means. What does this mean? (laughs) The rapture can happen at any time. That's what this means. I think about what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church in his first epistle, chapter 4. And at the end of that chapter, after talking specifically, even explicitly about the rapture, he says to this battle-weary church, be encouraged. And I know you are, and I know that you're also encouraging one another with these words. What words? That the rapture is imminent. That's what this means. If you're here today or watching online and you're discouraged, oh, be encouraged. Be encouraged, because this is exactly what we were told would happen at the time of the rapture. I think about what Jesus said, that He came to give us a peace, not as the world gives. It's the peace that only He can give. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Philippian church in chapter 4, describes it as this supernatural peace that surpasses human understanding, human logic. It's unfathomable. It's incomprehensible in the natural, because it's supernatural. It supersedes the natural. And that's the kind of peace that God wants us to have in these last moments of world history, in this age as we know it. I hope you'll bear with me, because I'm going to try something (laughs) I've never done before. And do a follow-up of sorts on this. And the reason being is that the amount of information is so voluminous and so detailed that it would take an inordinate amount of time just to read it, let alone expound on it. So I made this decision after seeking the Lord, and Lord willing, and unless the Lord directs me otherwise, next Sunday, the 17th, Lord willing, we'll go more in depth into this very serious issue. Uh, I would venture to say it is the most serious issue that we face today. Now, for those of you online, and for those of you here as well, you're going to notice that we have a number of links below the video. 
I would really encourage you to take a look at them because they are what I will refer to as the forensic evidence of what we're going to look at today. We're not going to cover all of them, again, in the interest of time, but I want you to have them to do your own research, and not just online, but first and foremost in God's Word. And the reason being is is that we're going to take and tackle this very touchy topic from a biblical perspective first, first. And I would encourage you to search the Scriptures for yourself and not take my word for it. And this is Acts 17.11, as you know, where we're told that the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. That's not a diss to the Thessalonians, it's just a compliment to the Bereans. Why were they of more noble character? Because, listen to this, they received the message, they were receptive to it. Not only did they receive it, they received it with great eagerness. And not only did they receive it with great eagerness, they examined it, and they searched the Scriptures. And not only did they search the Scriptures, they did it every day, every day. And we're told why. It's because they wanted to see if what Paul said was true. I want you to do that. I want you to search the Scriptures. I want you to examine the Scriptures that we're going to start with, And I want you to see if what I'm going to say today is true. Will you do that? Okay. We're going to have uh, the ushers uh, pass out a signed document that you're going (laughs) to... We don't even have ushers, really. We don't need them. We we do, actually. We have ushers. They're called security. (laughs) Okay. All right. You ready? We're going to get started. That wasn't very convincing. Uh, Should we bow our heads, close our eyes? You could slip out right now or? All right. I want to invite you to join me in the book of Revelation. We're going to spend just a little bit of time here, and we're going to start with the most well-known passage about the mark of the beast. Revelation chapter 13, and I want to read verses uh, 16 through 18. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This, verse 18, calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, that number is 666. Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image, 
and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He, speaking of those who take the mark, listen, shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest, day or night, who worship the beast and his image. And, here it is again, whoever receives the mark of his name. Revelation 16, 2. It gets worse. (laughs) The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast, and worshipped its image. Sounds like a medical reaction, doesn't it? Revelation 20 verse 4, And I saw thrones, John writing, by the Holy Spirit, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus, and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. That's the kingdom age, the millennial reign. That's not the church. These are who we affectionately refer to as the tribulation saints that reject the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, and it costs them their life, it costs them their head. But John writes how he sees them on the thrones, and they're not just sitting there, but judgment has been given to them. And these are those, in fact John even asks, who are these Lord? Oh, these are those who were beheaded in the seven year tribulation because they refused the mark of the beast, and they refused to worship the image of the beast. That's who they are. Revelation 19 verse 20, Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence. By the way, again, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 today, our text is going to be verses 6 through 9. Uh, If you're able to join with us, we're going to be talking about counterfeit signs and wonders. Make no mistake about it, Satan is able to counterfeit miracles in the realm of the supernatural. He's the master counterfeiter. 
And it's really going to be by signs and wonders. And we learned this in our study through Second Thessalonians, particularly chapter 2. There's going to be lying signs and wonders. And the intent of these is to deceive, which is what we're going to read now. Pay particular attention to what it says. By which he, speaking of the beast and the false prophet, deceived those who received. Deceived those who received the mark of the beast. What a deception. They were deceived. That's why they received the mark of the beast. And those who worshipped his image, these two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Oh, I can't wait. I've already asked the Lord for reserved seating front row. <laughs> Is that bad? Revelation eighteen twenty three. I want you to really pay particular attention to this. It's speaking of the fall of Babylon, the judgment on Babylon the great. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Wait, did you catch that? The whole world is deceived. Every nation deceived. Pray tell by what? Oh, by sorcery. Sorcery. Hang on to that. We'll come back to that. Revelation 9 verse 21, and they did not repent, look at this list, of their murders or their, and here it is again, sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Okay. I think it's incumbent upon me, if you'll kindly allow me to embark on a closer examination of two words, the word mark and the word sorcery. First, the word mark. The word mark in the original language of the Greek New Testament is karagma from the root word karax. And it carries with it the idea of a stamp, tattoo, stake, or palisade. Let's talk about sorcery. The original word for sorcery is the Greek word pharmakion, where we get our English word for pharmacy and pharmaceutical, and it carries with it the idea of magic potion, even poison, used in ritual witchcraft and satanic magic arts, pharmakion. Now, it's with this understanding that I think we're ready to answer the aforementioned questions concerning the rollout of this pharmaceutical vaccine. First question, 
will the vaccine become the mark of the beast foretold of in the book of Revelation? Answer, yes. I believe it will become the mark by virtue of the detail provided vis-a-vis the original translation in the book of Revelation. In other words, according to the book of Revelation, the mark will be a pharmaceutical tattoo with sharp palisade needles that is stamped on the forehand or forehead delivering the poison. Wow, pastor, where'd you get that? We just read it. I'm sorry, that was kind of mean. I didn't mean to yell at you, but right? That's why we go to the Word first. I don't mean to be snarky. Maybe I do. (laughs) We go first and foremost to the Word. Oh, but wait a minute. So-and-so said, I don't care what so-and-so said. It doesn't matter what so-and-so said. It only matters what did God say in His Word. Yeah, they said, now come on, that's conspiracy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okay, whatever, whatever. There, that's... See, what happens when I take a couple weeks off? We're going to talk about this too in 2 Timothy, second service, by the way. The paramount importance of knowing the Word of God. Listen, we do not live in a world that is forgiving. We may have used to live in this world. That world does not exist anymore. The world where it was more forgiving of not really knowing God's Word. We don't live in that world anymore. I honestly do not know how Christians are going to survive in the days ahead not knowing the Word of God. We have to know God's Word. And the reason why, and again we're going to, I'm preaching Second Timothy's sermon and the prophecy update. Maybe I need to, I don't know. But here's the thing, there, there's these deceivers that Paul is warning Timothy about. And the reason they're able to deceive the vulnerable and the gullible is because they don't know God's Word which is why they're so vulnerable and gullible in the first place. And these corrupt minds, these evil motives, these people worm their way in. They smell it, they can sniff it out. Easy prey, fishing out of a bucket. Is that how that goes? I don't know. Let's just say that's how it goes. All right, back to our prophecy update already in progress. Palisades. What's a palisade? I'm so glad you asked. Pictured here is a photo of a medieval palisade, which is a sharp pointed fang-like stake that was used as a defensive structure. That's what a palisade is, and that's what the original word in the Greek New Testament for Mark says it is. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. 
Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.